0: TED Audio Collective. You're listening to TED Talks Daily. I'm Elise Hugh. Whether it's quiet quitting or actual quitting, in the current labor market, leaders say attracting and retaining talent seems harder than ever. In her 2022 talk from TED at BCG, talent strategy expert Nithya Vaduganathan uses the lessons of this volatile time to offer actionable ways to find great candidates and help them thrive. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader.
1: On one hand, there are a whole lot of job openings. And on the other, there are a lot of employers really struggling to fill them. Now, I get this in part because we're experiencing an unprecedented rate of change in the nature of work. So many jobs today require new skills. Ten years ago, companies didn't need entire teams of data engineers and social media content producers and sustainability experts. But now they can barely compete without them. But this isn't the whole story. Part of what's causing this disconnect is the fact that we're using outdated practices to fill 21st century jobs. And it's just not working. The consequences are real. My job is to help executives rethink how they attract and retain talent. And more so than ever, leaders are telling me they just cannot find the people to do the work. For some, this means their strategic priorities are put on hold. And for others, their products are delayed to market and their revenues take a hit but I think there's a fix. We just have to find a way to unleash the talent that is hiding in plain sight. And by doing so, we can help our leaders and managers shift their focus from stressing over unfilled positions to helping their teams deliver value. And we can help employees and candidates find the opportunities to advance their careers. So here's how I think we do it. Okay, leaders and managers, step one's on you. Before you post your next job opening, or your next 100, do us all a favor and figure out what work actually needs to get done. I've seen many job openings that look like they should belong in some kind of comedy show, because the list of requirements is so ridiculous. (laughs) The ideal candidate must be able to manage a billion-dollar P&L, code like a 20-year Google veteran, (laughs) build advanced forecasting models, design beautiful PowerPoint slides, directly engage with the board of directors, and, oh, of course, do all of their duties as assigned. So as leaders write down every single thing that their ideal candidate must be able to do, there's really only one kind of candidate that can do all those things. A Pegasus. (laughs) So if you want to find the right real-life person to do the job, perhaps try a different approach. Figure out what work needs to get done and design the profile based on that. Okay, now we know the work that needs to get done. So we can start screening candidates in instead of screening them out. I'll be the first to admit that going through thousands of resumes for a single job opening is intimidating. So it really doesn't bother me that companies design processes to quickly filter out unqualified candidates. But what does bother me is the criteria that they use to screen which is often archaic, easily identifiable things like time and role and degree requirements that are not always predictive of success in the job. You know, I bet you there's someone listening to me right now who hasn't applied to a job because the requirements section said you needed five years of experience and you only had four. Lucky for us, there's some big name companies working to address this. IBM, for example, has removed degree requirements from 50% of their US job listings in order to widen their talent pool. But I think we can do more. BCG recently worked with a wealth management firm to figure out what predicts success for incoming financial advisors. And the results were kind of interesting. High GPA? Important. Top school? Not important. Past client and sales experience, not important. Past call center experience, not important. Past experience working on a team of any kind, important. So of course we have to remember that great candidates don't need to check every single thing on the list, and that's okay. In fact, hiring managers at companies like Seagate Technology look at internal candidates first, and they focus on the 70 to 80% of skills that matter the most, And then their upskilling programs help candidates get from 80 to 100 percent. One word of caution here, which is to check your own biases. If you've only hired people that have fit a narrow mold, you're going to have to look outside your team in order to get this right. All of this is a little bit like dating to me, you know. You may think that you need someone who's handy and who can cook and who loves camping and who wears designer clothes and, well, nowadays, plays pickleball. But in reality, perhaps the ideal partner is actually someone who can make you laugh and gets along with your family. The dating metaphor is actually perfect for my next piece of advice, which is this. To up the odds of a good match, start with coffee. If you're a manager or a candidate, don't feel like you need to jump into marriage or even commit to dinner. Why not start with coffee? This is the concept behind micro-internships, which are small-scale paid projects, usually completed by college and graduate students. And for companies, they actually provide a lower-risk path to hiring and allows them to reach students in schools that they otherwise might not have looked to. Talk about finding hidden talent. And amongst those experimenting with micro-internships are companies like Microsoft and PepsiCo. We've talked a lot about talent hiding in the hiring process, but surprise, there's so much talent hiding in your organizations. So my recommendation to everyone, managers and employees, is to look beyond your floor. I recently worked with a large company going through a reorganization and they, you know, designed logical groupings of job postings and drafted responsibilities for each role But when it came time to staffing, interestingly enough, not one single person suggested an opportunity for a candidate outside their team. Now, more often than not, the talent you need actually does exist in your company. You may just need to look to a different floor. In fact, in the early days of COVID, Unilever moved 9,000 people to new internal roles. So if they can do that, I'm pretty sure you can find the person for your one job opening somewhere in your company. And if you're listening to this and feeling frustrated by the lack of opportunity in your current role, perhaps it's time for you to start to tell people outside of your team you're ready to try something new. Now, there's a flip side to looking beyond your floor, and it's this. And here's my ask of managers and leaders. While it's very natural to want to hold on to your rock star teammates, doing so may actually keep them from your dream, their dream job. So please, Let your people go so they can grow. Sixty percent of people who left their jobs recently cited the lack of career advancement as one of the main reasons for leaving. So leaders, please don't think you can keep someone in the same role for years without expecting them to leave. That's called talent hoarding, and it's not okay. (laughs) And on the flip, on the other hand, companies that actively support their talent to move internally report more diverse, innovative, and effective project teams. So while it might be hard to support someone who's ready to move on, trust me when I say you absolutely should. I know there's a lot going on in the labor market, and these five tips are not going to address everything, but we're never going to discover something new if we keep using the same lenses we have for decades. So perhaps the way to discover hidden talent is as simple as taking a
0: fresh look. Thank you. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing,